You're listening to the TrekMate Family Network. Hi everyone, me reporting in again. We are fast approaching the 16th of June. You've only got two weeks now until TrekMate returns. So uh, get ready and I hope that you're going to enjoy what we put out. But for now I'm going to take a look into the vault and uh, pull out some gold. This is courtesy of our good friend Matt Warwick, who um, from his humble beginnings uh, last year has become a vital member of the team as he really provides uh, one of the most popular sections in any of the Trekmate shows, which is uh, looking back to some of the music from the shows that we enjoy. And what he has done is he has put together a compilation of his journey uh, through the last year with uh, the show. And I'd like to rest everybody assured that uh, when Trekmate comes back, Matt will be returning with his music segments, which now will be entitled Trek Tracks, which I have no doubt will just be another continuation of what is definitely a fan favourite. So with no further ado, here is Matt's musical journey on the Trekmate podcast. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. This is the point of the show that we would normally turn around and say, oh, there, there's a bonus question or... But one of our listeners, I'm going to read his email now because I was going to read it in our normal email section, but I thought it was only right that we read it here. And this is from Matt Warwick. Okay. And he writes, Hi, still loving the show. I thought I'd send you something a bit different. I'm not sure if you want to use this, but I guess it would be fun. It would be a fun alteration to stump the Quizmaster. I'm a big fan of TV and movie soundtracks. And as Star Trek has some of the best, I've made a few 30-second sound clips of parts of the music from various TNG episodes. And I challenge Mark to name the episode from the clip. Oh, okay. That's interesting. They're all from seasons one to four. After this, the music tended to get a bit bland. The earlier seasons had episodes with varying styles of music, and I've true. Tr- they, they, they did tend to sort of reuse stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's right there. Yeah, and I've tried to select quite a variety. I do expect him to get most of them right, as I know how good his TNG knowledge is. Wow. But 
but hopefully it will be good fun. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And he uh, also says he has masses of music from Star Trek TV and movies. And if people want to find out more about Star Trek music, a great website is www.startreksoundtracks.com. Oh, okay. So I'll have to have a look at that, definitely. Yeah, I'll have to have a look at that. So uh, let's give that a listen. Let's listen to that first, yeah. recognise it but bugger guess the episode I'm pretty sure that's season one can you get any any more specific (sighs) it's really distinctive it's sort of yeah it's a that's (sighs) the thing it it is very distinctive Mm. to be honest I would be crap at this game yeah (laughs) There were certain bits of music you'll always associate with a particular episode. and That's the I'm, thing. It's like when you first hear that piece of music from uh, when you see Lucutus on Best of Both Worlds, you know straight away yeah, yeah. you're watching Best of Both Worlds. Yeah. Um, let's think. Now, it's a sort of little comedy tune, isn't it? It's not. You know, they're not going into battle with somebody with that music playing, are they? <laughs> to be honest, uh, you'll be surprised to find out that uh, the Romulan Warbird was just decloaking. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were like, blowing little party blowers out the... Out the uh... <laughs> um, let's have a think. So... Funny episodes in season one. Or ones with at least some sort of comedy element I, I was surprised to be honest because you you jumped in there straight away with uh, yeah this is definitely season one. Oh, I know it's season one because it's they didn't have that sort of music in subsequent seasons um, they were sort of experimenting early on I guess mm. they, they sort of by the time we got into season two and three obviously they had a pretty much a pattern think funny ones funny ones it depends on your take of things because uh, <laughs> in what sense funny well a little bit of, a little bit of humor <laughs> meant than to a, be funny yeah then a then a sort of dark episode i'm really not sure but i'm going to go with the big goodbye the big goodbye um oh am i going to go with that or oh. That's got some humour in it. The Neutral Zone's got a bit of humour in it. It's a sort of bit of a mixed episode, that, because they, they throw out those people frozen, don't they? And from the 90s or whenever they yeah. were. It's got a few funny bits in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, time's getting on. I'm going to go... I'm going to go for the big goodbye. OK, then. Well, you'll be happy to know, Mark...
That's not the answer. Bollocks. What is it then? It is a season two episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Let me think then. <laughs> You're on the second guess. I was pretty sure. No, no. Obviously, um, I didn't get the point. But if it's season okay. two. The Outrageous Okona. It was. Elementary Dear Data. And it's the clip that was being played whilst Data was solving the mystery yes. in 30 seconds. Oh, bugger. And in the process of picking his pockets clean, they also happened to bag a photograph this man was carrying. Great Scott, the photograph! I believe you will find, Inspector, that this emissary here works not for, but against the King of Bohemia. And that photograph of the King and his mistress is to be used for blackmail. Further, upon deeper reflection, you will deduce as did I that... Computer, freeze program. So, that is... I, I think you could safely say that you've been pretty much stumped this week. Yeah. 1.5 <laughs> out of 4. Yes. So, no. Well, thanks for that. Who, who was that? Who saw it? That, that, that was from Matt Warwick. Oh, well, thank you, Matt. That was, um, that's, uh, they were really cool. So, uh, yeah, that's going to make a nice addition to Stump the Quizmaster over yeah. the next few weeks. Last week we started a new little bonus question for you. We did. We did, and so I think it's time for your latest bonus question, where we've got a piece of uh, Star Trek music from one of the first four seasons of Next Generation, and by playing this piece of music, Mark's got to name the episode. Not To be honest, that's a big feat. I think I know this one, and I think that is the Royale. I like you fellas. You got style. Let me buy you guys a drink. Just enjoy the game. Don't let them change the dice on you. You got it. My hat is officially off to you, Mark. Hey, I do remember that one. It's not a particularly brilliant... Well, a lot of people really slate that episode. I think it's got some interesting uh, ideas in it. I, I, I think it's quite funny the way Data is, is playing cards and the thing with the revolving door. Um, a lot of people hate it, but a very distinctive music. That's the Royale from late... I think it's late season. It's definitely season two. I think it's towards the end of season two. Yes. yes, yes it was, yeah. 
Excellent. So no, that's a pretty good going. You've uh, you've a little bit of redemption there. Yeah, definitely redeemed yourself in my eyes at least. So no, I I, I would be very proud of that. So and uh, also we've got uh, just uh, as a thank you again, just uh, for our uh, for that section of stump the quizmaster is yes, uh, Matt Warwick. Yes, thank you very much for that. He's also known as uh, QB on Twitter, I believe. Ah, yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for that. That's um, yeah, I, I was quite quite chuffed with that result. I'm enjoying this new little part of uh, Stump the Quizmaster. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? I, I like it when I when I get it right. Yeah, definitely. Last week it was crap. This week it's a great idea. It is. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Now, on my information sheet here, it says Mark is now going to name a Next Generation episode from a piece of music from the score. So, here is this week's audio clip, and uh, let's see if Mark can name it. Do you think you know the answer? Oh, quite a pleasant piece of music. Mm, that's very nice. Um, I do remember the piece of music, but it's from the bit that Deanna gets mind raped. Uh, uh, uh. Is that is that a clue or are you? Or are you no, not at all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally throwing you off. It's I not at you, all. I thought you were. <laughs> um, it's quite sort of comedic and light-hearted, which generally puts them in the first couple of seasons, where they had a little bit more of that sort of funny or that attempt at sort of TOS-style humour that they had going on in TNG. So I need to. Th- Think of a quite a light-hearted and f- funny episode. Uh, I'm going to go for this is a bit of a guess because I do recognise it, but I can't narrow it down to an episode. So I'm going to go for the outrageous O'Connor. Stump, 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 quizmaster. Ooh. Oh, good try, good try. Unfortunately, it was Devil's Jew. Oh, okay, so it's not. It's actually quite a lot. That's from about well, season five or so. Yeah, when Ardra is exposed as a fraud and the contract is dissolved. Ah, okay. Your Honour, under the circumstances, I believe it is only fair that I release the Ventaxians from their obligation and I will let them keep the peace they have and I will just be on my way. With the advocate's withdrawal, the contract is hereby dissolved. This arbitration is adjourned. Yeah, I like that episode. I haven't watched that in a long time. I must watch that again. Mm. 
Yeah, no, so Matt managed to uh, stump you there. Yes, he did. Well, thanks for that, Matt. It's uh, enjoyable as always. So, uh, yeah, keep those coming in. Now, Mark, can you uh, choose a number between one and four, please? Uh, two, please. Two. We'll have a two, please, Bob. Well then, Mark, for your bonus point, and uh, and this has been used in two episodes, and a bonus point for getting them both, Ooh. do you know what episodes that bit of music was used in? Two episodes, bloody hell. Um, I think I know, I might know one of them. What do you think one is? I think one of them might be 11001001. You sure it wasn't 10011101? No, it's one one zero zero one zero zero one. Is the episode name right? And another one. It's one of those getting ready for action scenes type music. Um, ah, uh, we'll go. <sighs> no, no, no. Stump, 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 stump. The quiz master. Ooh. Okay, would you like the answer? Yes, please. Okay, the first episode... Um, the first episode that was uh, w- was given was where silence has lease, uh, where they oh. were escaping from Nagillum whilst the self-destruct sequence is counting down. 20 seconds to auto-destruct. Abort. Auto-destruct sequence. Riker William T., do you concur? Yes, absolutely. I do indeed concur wholeheartedly. Auto-destruct. Cancel. Yes, it is an action-type scene, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And the second one was from Booby Trap, with Picard piloting the Enterprise out of an asteroid field. Yes. And this music was apparently used because the producers didn't like what Ron composed. Velocity is still increasing. Now at 219 meters per second. Starboard aft thruster. have used the asteroid's gravitational pull as a slingshot. Excellent. Yes, I, I like that booby trap episode with the Promelian battle cruiser. Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. <sighs> so, well, thank you for that. That's uh, that came from Matt Warwick, who is uh, also yes. at, at QB on Twitter. 
So thank you for that, Matt. He did send me a tweet the other day. He said, uh, oh, I better start getting uh, some more together because I think we're probably running down his list now, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I think we've got about three left. We've got about three left. So, yeah, Matt's, Matt's got plenty more to send in, apparently. So excellent. I'll look forward to that, Matt. Really yeah. been enjoying that little section. Now, let's see if you can keep it up as you have a sound clip uh, round. Now, we obviously have Matt Warwick, so thank... We do, we do indeed, yes. ...for this round, because he provides us with all of the clips. So, what would you like, Mark? One, two, or three? Uh, three, please. Then that means you've got this clip. Okay then, Mark. How did it go? Right, I think I know this one. Um, definitely recognise it, and I seem to remember this happening during a saucer separation. Okay. You're being, you're being quiet, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, right. Okay. I need to. It's really, it's. I really like this round, but it's really frustrating because you've heard it all before. You go, yeah, I know yeah. that bit of music. I've heard that loads of times. Which episode? Um. <laughs> it's one of them things that's always easier in theory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now I've got this idea that it is a source of separation in my head. What gives you that there's, impression? Uh, there's just one bit of the music that in in my mind I can just see the ship separating and the docking latches coming apart. Hmm. Okay. So, by your reckoning then, Mark? But I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. There's a little bit at the end. As, as, the, as the music sort of turns slightly. Yeah, it does. Which I was... Actually, no, I think... I think that upturn at the end is... I think this is Q Who. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. But I think <laughs> it is. Is I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Q Who. Final answer. I think there's this bit at the end, and I think that little upturn is where the, an alarm starts to go off in the background, and the Borg ship keeps firing. It goes the alarm sort of goes do do and morphs uh, fires on the ship and absorbs on the shield. Um, I'm gonna go for Q Who. Stump 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 the quizmaster. Ooh. Okay then. I'm, I'm, shall I reveal the episode or the the line 
that he's given me from the quote that would give it away straight away. Yeah. Uh, give the quote and see if I get the quote. Then take your best shot, Lacusus, as we're about to intervene. It's Best of Both Worlds, Part 2. Bollocks. Then take your best shot, Locutus, because we are about to intervene. Channel closed. Reset. Subspace communications. Scrambler code, Riker 1. Scrambler code, Riker 1. Acknowledged. Shelby, report. Ready for separation. Make it so. Autosep sequence initiated. is clear. Separation complete. Saucer velocity 100 meters per second and increasing, sir. Open fire. All weapons. Ah, I was right with the Borg episode, though, wasn't I? You was. Yes. Yes. You was. They did separate the saucer section in the best of both worlds as well. They did. Yeah. Oh, bugger. You were so close. So oh, close. Yeah. You, you had it in your mind. I did. And then it's just that upturn, I just thought that sounds like there's a bit where it moves into like a... And I was just racking my brains and thinking, that's a Borg bit. And that led me down to Q Who. If I'd just stuck with Borg and Separation, I would have got best of both worlds. Yeah, that's the thing. If you'd added them all together in your mind, then you would have been there easily. But still, I have to say, Mark, valiant effort. Thank you. And uh, thank you for that, Matt. That was uh, enjoyable as always. And now we have an audio clip for you from Matt's mark. And you have to okay, clip number one or number two? I'll have number one, please. Number one, okay. Here is clip number one. Okay, I I always recognise the music, so I've just got to think of the episode now. It's a Voyager episode. No, that's <laughs> TNG no, definitely, sense. and it's early TNG. I would say season one. I want to say, what, what's my what's my record on these? I think overall I haven't done too well. I've probably got about, what, one out of four, one out of five, something like this? I would say you've probably got more in there. I think you've got two. Two out of about five. I'll tell you, I'll listen back and work out the scores. Yeah. But I think this is... I think this is where no one has gone before. So it's very early in the first six or or so of TNG. That's what I'm going to go for. You want to make that your final answer? Yes, I'm going to go for where no one has gone before. Okay. Well, you are correct. Yay! Yes. First warp test where the Enterprise passes warp 10. Yes.
It's, it was the bit more towards the end that I recognised more than the beginning. But I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I like that episode, actually. For an early season one, it's a pretty good episode. I watched that episode a number of times, and I quite like it, because I really like The Traveller. I thought he was cool. Yeah. I have to say, I, I would have actually got that one, because I, I'm i still just finishing off season one, so it's fresh in my still mind. Still fairly fresh. Oh, I'll tell you what, now, you, now you've mentioned The Traveller, now I know what episode it is. <laughs> Mummy! No, so it's still, no, I think you've done pretty well there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that. Well done. Excellent. Excellent. You do have one chance of redeeming yourself. I do, I do. I did quite well on this last week, didn't I? You did. And we are down to our very last audio clip. So uh, I think Matt Warwick, uh, we, we might need to call in a favour. I did I did send him a tweet last week, so... Uh... Yeah, I'll I'll send him another one. And uh, I, I know he was getting stuff ready. He's uh, Matt's on the ball. He he knows we're getting to the bottom of the list, so I'm sure you can uh, expect those soon. So, so there's, only, there's only one left. So uh, yeah, here it is. Okay, right. I always say it, but I do recognise the music. Bit of an unusual bit of music. It is, it's not a stereotypical one. Yeah. I want to say that was used a couple of times, but I know know Matt sent in a piece of music where he said it was in two episodes, so... Yeah, the one that was used in two episodes we've already done. Yeah. This is really, really difficult. It's so hard. To be honest, I would be crap at this part of the game. Yeah. Because I, I, do you recognise the music from TNG? No, yeah, I do recognise it. I mean, it wasn't the every time I've heard them, I went, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. There's not a surprise, but then trying to tie it down to an episode is so difficult. It really is. It's a bit of a guess, but I'm going to go for Heart of Glory from season one. Season one, I think that is. Season one, Heart of Glory. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. I'd like to say I recognise the music, but it's just so difficult to type it down. Stump, 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 the quiz master. Woo! Mark, it's not been a good week. Uh, it's it? a matter of perspective. Uh Apparently, the holodeck has been programmed to recreate the space station to examine the evidence. Second Officer's Log, Stardate 43611.6. Programming of the holodeck has taken 18 hours 11 minutes and is now complete. All participants have entered their depositions. Technical schematics and complete records from the lab's ground computers, as well as Dr. Apgar's personal logs, have been included. The recreations will have a nominal 8.7% margin of error. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit of a rubbish episode, that one. I'm surprised I remember the music from that. It is quite distinctive, though. 
it is quite distinctive music. Yeah, so it's, it's not something. It's not something that you hear all the time. So yeah. Yeah. it's probably stuck in there. So Mark has well and truly been stumped. <laughs> I do. Our friend Matt Warwick has been kind enough to send in some more audio clips for us. Just in time, we just ran just out. And also, uh, there is a slightly new uh, bit to it that he's also sent a uh, extra audio clip that we can actually, uh, after revealing what it was, see how it was used in the episode. Oh, okay. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, so he's been really... <laughs> really can't fine you, to us. Can't you play that one first? I tell you what. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So. Oh, well, right, then let's give this week's clip a listen. Then. So how do you get on, Mark? Yeah, I know that one, definitely. It's one of my favourite episodes. That's from uh, Who Watches the Watchers. It's the bit where they're chasing uh, Riker after he's run away with Dr. Palmer and he's carrying him on his shoulders and the guy's chasing him with a bow and arrow. Very well done. I was hoping you'd be able to get that considering the episode. You, you know you know that's one of my favourites. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Thanks for that, Matt. So enjoyed that. <laughs> for anyone who isn't sure where that was played, uh, here it is. Another servant of the Picard? He's headed towards the caves. Stento, stay and bind Palmer. That knot won't hold, if I may. Please do. You need a knot that'll tighten under pressure. Let me show you. Yeah, so thank you so much for that, Matt Warwick. That's nice uh, to hear it being used. Yes, actually hear the the dialogue around it as well. Yeah, no, it, is, it makes a huge difference. So Yeah, it really does, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you Excellent. so much for all of your uh, effort there. And well done, Mark, you pulled it back. Yes. Wahey. I need you to choose a number between one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, what number did I pick last week? Can you remember? Because uh, no, it, it doesn't matter if you pick. Yes, the same I know. Because yeah, I yeah. just discount them. Um, I'm trying to think. What yeah, was I, it? I know. I think it was number was six. Six. It? Yeah. I'll pick six again. 
you're going for six again. Yeah. Okay then. I think I've done. I've got two in a row, haven't I so far? You have indeed. You've been doing well. Yeah. Okay, so let's see if you can keep it up. Here is this week's piece of score that you've got to name the episode to. so well this week, did I? That's an obscure one. Number six let you down. Uh, I I think I think I've heard it, but Well you've definitely some, some, heard it at some point. Well I would have done, yeah, but <laughs> I mean some of the, some of it sounds almost like it's gonna go into Quantum Leap. <laughs> some of those little bits reminded me I've watched a lot of Quantum Leap recently. It's been replaced it's been repeated on T V. So we've been recording at Malt. I've watched quite a few of those. And it, a, f- a few points, I thought it was quite similar. Um, I thought it was awesome. The thing I've is, got all the box sets on there. And uh, I can't watch it now without seeing him as Archer. When I first started watching Enterprise, when it first started, all I could see was uh, Dr. Sam Beckett. Now I look at Dr. Sam Beckett and go, look, it's Captain Archer. Awesome. Yeah, I would say when it when it first started, you always expected Al to just yeah pop out, but then he did. <laughs> he did, yes, yes. Yeah, but and, you just uh, wanted him to whack out Ziggy. Ziggy, the little thing he had, yeah, the little tricorder thing. Actually, I was watching an episode. It's completely off topic. Well, sort of off topic. I was watching an episode the other day, and Mark Alamo was a guest star. Oh, cool. so Golda Cat, yeah, he played a policeman. Uh, it's oh, very nice. cool. But anyway, I, I mean, I've heard it. It's it is very much an obscure one. I've had a, a two two good ones in a row. So, okay, since it's a hard one, I'll give you a clue. Okay, I'll give you a clue. The uh, title of the track is closing. Closing. Ah. Closing. I'm not sure if that helps at all. That makes me think of a couple of things. Closing. Uh, I'm going to go... The first thing I thought of Mm -hmm. was in the episode Relics with Scotty, where they're flying into or out of the Dyson... They're flying out of the Dyson sphere and the doors are closing. Okay. They sort of fly through it. So I'm going to go for Relics. But that was just because the... First thing with closing, that was the first thing from TNG that came into my head. Would you have gone for anything else before you heard that? Uh, any other episodes? No, yeah. no, I'm not. You was clueless. I was. I would have just made some something up, completely at random. But yeah, it would have just been a complete and utter guess. Stump, 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 the quizmaster. Ooh. Okay. The answer was season three, episode twenty. It was Tin Man. Ah, oh, fuck. 
I love that episode as well. And that's the scene where Romulan Warbird attacks, then overtakes the Enterprise to get to Tin Man first. I think you'll probably hear that. I've seen that episode loads, and I really, really like it. That's the thing. Let's refresh everyone's memory in where that piece was used in the episode. Romulan Warbird closing. They are arming main disruptors, Captain. Order red alert. Shields to maximum. Arm photon torpedoes and stand by, Mr. Warp. Aye, sir. I thought you said the Enterprise was faster than this Romulan. In fact, we are, Commander. However... Raise him, Mr. Crusher. Hailing frequencies. I guarantee that they don't want to talk to you, Captain. The Romulan has passed us. See, it fits right into place. Yes, it certainly does. Ah, dear. But still, so that's one out of three questions, and no luck with the music track this week, Mark. So, I think in general, this week you've been stumped. I would say so. Bugger it. Everyone who's been listening recently would know that Mark's got a, a new challenge at the end of Stump the Quizmaster. And that is thanks to uh, our good friend Matt Warwick. Uh, and in that challenge, Mark has to name a uh, episode simply by listening to a piece of its score. It, how have you been finding this so far, Mark? Do you know what your score is? Uh, I haven't been. I haven't been keeping score. I think I've probably lost more than I've had, although it's fairly close. I would guess I've probably got about 40%. Maybe if you're keeping score, Matt, you can let us know, and then we'll keep score from now on, so we don't have to go back and work it all out. But I did I did quite well a few weeks ago. I got two in a row, and then I didn't get last week's, but really kicked myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's see how we get on. Yeah, definitely. So, Mark, I would like you to choose a number from one... To seven. Uh, four, please. One, two, three, four. Here it comes. Okie then. Um, it's lucky these are all from TNG, isn't it? TNG being my series, but they're still tricky, aren't they? That's the thing. None of them are that easy. Yeah. I. I'm gonna take a guess. It's a fairly. I'm not 100%. I'm fairly confident. Which probably means I'm completely wrong, but I'm going to go for booby trap. Are you sure? Oh, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm only trying to uh, 
ask you to like just reevaluate, make sure that that is your final answer. Yeah, I'm going to go for booby trap. Okay. Then. The answer. Stop! 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 The quizmaster. Ooh. Is a season one episode. Ah. Oh. Okay. It was. No, no, no. Don't give me the point if I get it, because you've given me a clue. Okay. Was um, it lonely among us? Stop, 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 quiz master. Ooh. It was the neutral zone. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was the bit in Booby Trap where they're sort of navigating their way out of the asteroid field. Yeah, no, uh, it's... Uh, the track was entitled Romulan Encounter, and the description is the crew searches for the cloaked Romulan ship while uh, while Ralph finds his way onto the main bridge. The episode uh, marks the first time you hear Ron's Romulan theme. Uh, it is in all the Romulan-centric episodes that uh, this guy scored. So... Just to clarify it for you, Mark, here's how the piece fitted in with the episode. I appreciate your advice and concern. This is not the time for rash actions. We are still investigating. There are three other stations in this sector we have to visit. Let's proceed in a calm and orderly manner. If not battle stations, may we at least take the ship to Yellow Alert? Yes, number one, that would be prudent. Make it so. All decks, Yellow Alert. Oh, it's always so easy when you hear it back, isn't it? it? That's the thing. When you know the answers, it's piece piss. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for your uh, sound clips. Oh, yes. So uh, what we'd like to do for Mark is uh, give him a clip of audio from the uh, one Star Trek episode and from the score get Mark to name that episode. Uh, kindly uh, this section has been uh, brought to us by Matt Warwick who's put in all of the legwork uh, for us. So He's put a lot of effort in so uh, thank you Matt. He really has. We can't thank him enough. So here is your clip for this week. from a, a light-hearted episode or a light-hearted chunk of an episode. Early, you would have thought so. Yeah, early 
it's not like a Borg invasion or anything, is it? That's the thing. You're not thinking that this is. Uh... I'd say I'd put this in season one or season two. I put it's early. Yeah. Music got the music was got a lot samier later on. They didn't do that sort of stuff. That's the thing. I would normally try and give you a clue, but I'm not sure how I can give you yeah. a clue without giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose I could give you this. Uh, that he has, uh, Matt has put on a side note that the end part of this music was also used for the episode Lonely Among Us. Right. So they ripped the end bit. Mm-hmm. Lonely Among Us is a very early episode, so that would indicate to me that... They said it was ripped from. I wonder if this was written first, or they probably just put a load of music together and then used it whenever. It couldn't before Lonely Among Us because there weren't that many funny bits before then. Not that I can remember. Because how far through was Lonely Among Us? Oh, it's about oh seven or eight. Very very early. Mm-hmm. Very early. In season two. Season one. Oh, season one. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's a very early episode. Oh well, okay. It, I'm it, just thinking, yeah, if this was ripped, would it mean that this? Oh, well, no, they've no. They've that was me adding uh, a word. He's saying is from. So it, oh, okay. Oh, okay. They, right. Okay. Yeah. So they've used the end. The end bit is inspired by the end of Lonely Among Us. I don't know. Okay. No. No, okay. I'll give you one last clue. It's in season two. I'm going to go. I've, I've said this before because it is. It's meant to be funny, even though the episode itself is crap, but the outrageous O'Connor. I, I always fall back on that one. <laughs> it was. The appalling, outrageous O'Connor. Was it? It was indeed. I knew if I kept saying that long enough, eventually I'd be right when they bring up funny music. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, Absolutely it was. crap episode. It really is. I really only is watched shit. it recently. Is that the first time? Yeah, no. It was, I was second say, time, but I, was I think... Say, probably, it's probably your last time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is. And... That's, uh, that piece of music was from the scene, just as Data was tell, uh, like said a joke before they walked away at the end. Oh, yeah, it's got that. Yeah, I think I remember that. It's got like, one of those really cheesy TOS-style moments where we're all in the bridge laughing at someone, like if Spock would tell say something that was supposed to be... wasn't meant to be funny, but was, and they'd all look at each other and go, ha, 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 and then the ship would warp off. Yeah, yes. crap. Yeah. Absolute crap. Yeah, so... Uh, but I've still got it right, so... <laughs> yeah, you still got it right. For anyone who is uh, less uh, than convinced, here is the clip where it was used. Goodbye, Data. <laughs> <laughs> was that funny? <laughs> Accessing. Ah, Burns and Allen, Roxy Theatre, New York City, 1932. It still works. Then 
There was the one about the girl in the nudist colony that nothing looked good on. We're ready to get underway, sir. Take my wharf, please. Warp speed, sir. Please. So, yeah, no. It was pretty cheesy. It was pretty cheesy. Let's see if you can redeem yourself in this week's uh, audio round. this one before. You reckon? I think so. I think I've given this episode but I've given the wrong answer. Okay. So, uh, what, what's your uh, feelings then for it then? Right. This is, I think, I think it's season two. Hmm. I think it is. And... I think I've given the answer. I've given this episode name before, but it was wrong. Okay. But I think this is Booby Trap, where they get caught in the... They go aboard the Promethean Battle Cruiser and they get stuck in this sort of thing, radiation field that stops their engines or whatever, cuts them dead. I think it's Booby Trap. Would that thing have been the Aceton Assimilators? Oh, yes, the Aceton Assimilators. Yes, it would have been the Aceton Assimilators. It's, it's booby trap, isn't it? Not the right answer. Of course it is, Mark. Yay. Awesome. Well done. I believe now that makes, me, uh, that makes the score. Matt, seven. Mark, seven. I have equalised this week. I've got the sheet in front of me. One, two, three, four, five. Well, he's only got five marked down. He might not have highlighted last week's one yet. He might not have done. But so No, we didn't do it last week, but he tweeted me after mm-hmm. the last show where we did this, and he said the score was uh, Matt 7, Mark 6. That makes us 7 apiece. Yeah, that's let pretty us, good. Let us, know, let us know if we're wrong, Matt, but I believe we are now equal. Here is the clip where it was used. Matter, antimatter, mixture ratio settings, and optimum balance... Reaction sequence corresponding to specified norms. Magnetic plasma transfer to warp field generators for programmed specs. Commander, we should be going like a bat out of hell. Power loss now at 12%, Captain. Red alert. Radiation intensity increasing. We'd better slow these engines down before we burn out the reaction chamber. Slow the light up, Jordan. Is it possible? fall into the same snare that killed them. Thousand-year-old booby trap. 
very I like that. I like that episode. I, and I you like that, that round as well. I do like that round, especially when I uh, get it right. Yeah, no, definitely. So, no, brilliant stuff. Our good friend Matt Warwick has provided another batch of audio questions. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I think I've, I've done reasonably well out of this. I think Matt and I, from memory, were about neck and neck, or I might be slightly ahead. Yeah. You'll have to remind me, Matt. I think I'm eight, seven up, but I'm sure Matt will correct me on this. Okay, then, Mark. Here is this week's clip. Okay, let's go for it. Right. Tricky one, or yeah, that is a little bit of a tricky one. Yeah. Damn you, Matt. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those little tiny bits of incidental music, which you know you've heard loads of times before. But trying to lock it down to an episode, it might have even been in several. Oh, one of those sort of. Um... It's one of those little ones, yeah. Um, uh, it's a little bit light-hearted. So, it doesn't necessarily mean it's from a light-hearted episode, though. It could just be from a little bit in one. Uh, dear, 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 dear. Okay. So it's a good thing this isn't Countdown. I know, I know. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I could even guess at this one. No? No. No, I, I, I've heard the piece of music, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't even put that down to a specific episode. I'm afraid you're going to have to give this one to me, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Sure? I'm sure. You're going to kick yourself. The episode is. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's the nth degree. Oh, okay. That is that from right. At, that's from right at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Where, okay, yeah, okay, I think I know the bit it is, but uh, for everyone listening, uh, here's that audio clip with the dialogue so we can identify the episode. <laughs> the diagnostic can wait. I'll see you later. You really, you really don't have to do that. I know. Checkmate in nine moves. I didn't know you played chess. I don't.
is that a bit right at the end? Yeah, checkmate in, in three moves or four moves or whatever it is he says. I like that episode. It's I mean, a good episode. I really enjoy that. I mean, I'm a, I am a Reg Barkley fan. Um, oh, yeah. he, he, he makes me laugh, Reg. I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely fantastic. But I so, don't. I wouldn't have got that episode from that music clip, though. No. I wouldn't have done. Damn it. That's not a good start. To, that was a new batch that Matt, Matt sent over, so... Uh, Ah, oh, so we've lost one on the new batch already. Yeah, that's uh, 1-0 to Matt on this latest round. Hour 21 on the Trekmate Potathon. People who are listening live might think, well, why has he chosen some of those? Um, I wanted to try and mix things up a bit, choose things that people haven't heard before, because I know um, you've mentioned the Amok Time music a few times in the last 28 hours. Um, I'm not going to choose that, because everyone heard that to death. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll go through it from the, from the beginning. So let's start with the original series. To start with, let's listen to yeah, some music from one of the first episodes. So let's go for Time Reversal and Future Risk from The Naked Time. Yep, let's go for that. Okay, nice little clip there, there, uh, Matt, and that's from a mock time. Uh, sorry, the naked uh, time is naked time. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty much a piece in in two parts really. The first part is pretty typical of any sci-fi or action show from the sixties. I mean, if you were to watch, I don't know, the Time Tunnel or Land of the Giants I, or Mission I used Impossible, to love Time Tunnel. Like, yeah. Oh, Time Tunnel was brilliant. That was a classic. Um, Channel show. Four on a on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, wonderful. Um, but yeah, I mean, but if you wouldn't know that was Star Trek music uh, apart from the, the the ending, which is obviously using the the Star Trek fanfare, you know. So it, it's it's definitely a typical piece of early uh, Star Trek music. So 
Yeah, I like I like the really like the bit at the beginning. So that is the time reverse bit, literally where yes. they're going back through time, and it's got the sort of spiraling thing going on, as if they are sort of rolling right, backwards sh- through time. Kilometers running backwards and and all that. Yeah, you can really it really fits that scene, I think, doesn't it? You can yeah, just it does. that they yeah, are spiraling out of control. It's a re- it's a really nice bit of music. That okay. right now we move on to my passion. Which is TNG, has Wayne discovered. Now, obviously, um, some of the music in this, uh, I'm not going to. I've just I've moved away from choosing some clips mainly because I will be using them for future Stump the Quizmaster questions. Ah, okay. So I try to be a bit careful. <laughs> so some of them are bits that we've I've I've used, but obviously previously, but in their entirety, so people can hear them as they are. So you can't start um, talking about TNG without discussing the main theme. Obviously, that's the Goldsmith movie theme from the motion picture. Yes. Now, there are three versions that are in use uh, of the run of TNG. You've got the first season one, which for me uh, is, is horrendous. I, I can't listen to that music. It just sounds wrong. Do you know what I mean? It, it sounds like yeah. it wasn't recorded correctly. Yeah. Um, season two is my favourite one. It's the most bombastic and, and you know of them all. And three, I think it, it sounds a bit soft. So um, most of the soundtrack albums have the th- season three theme on them, but there's a couple out there that have two. And uh, so here's a chance for s- some people to hear it if they've never heard it before without any of the sound effects on. Excellent. Let's give it a go. Yeah, absolutely love that. Yeah, it's, I've, it's, it's I've, I've always I've always liked the TNG music because I grew up with TNG. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but that is that probably is the best version. I hadn't I hadn't actually noticed this until recently. But you are right; there are differences between the seasons, and that I know yeah. what you mean about it being the most sort of bombastic. It's the most sort of um, it's Point got the most the oomph. Words. It's got the most yeah. oomph to it. It's got the most va va boom. Yes. <laughs> Uh, right, so, but uh, yes, so that's the TNG theme, but something that a lot of people don't know, and I know you didn't know this until I, I tweeted it uh, to yes, you. Yes, I wasn't aware of this, I'd never heard it. 
Yeah, the um, the original theme was actually intended to be something different. Now, um, Dennis McCarthy, who uh, composed the um, episode for Encounter at Farpoint, did write and record an alternative theme, which um, Gene Roddenberry didn't like, so he decided to bring in the, the music from the motion picture. Um, this music is it's different. Um, it, it could it's just think it could have been seven years of hearing this on your TV screens. Yes. Um, Go ahead and play that name off. Yes, well, I think uh, that's probably caused a few. Uh, I've seen a few things in the chat room. It's yeah. very, it's very Galaxy Quest. Yes, or, it is, or, or, some, or, or something like Buck Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see what he's tried to do. He's obviously, they've obviously said, right, we need a Star Trek theme. We want it to sound a bit like the motion picture theme, but not the same. And yeah. he's gone. Oh. Okay, this is what I'll this is what I'll write. And even though they didn't use that, theme, if you listen to the score of Encounter at Farpoint and quite a few season one and season two episodes that Dennis McCarthy scored, you will hear bits of that in it, especially the, the dun, 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 yeah. that props yeah. up time time again. So so yeah, yeah an interesting that. one. I mean, it's not an awful piece of music, but no, not at all. You you just can't imagine it as being Star Trek. You know, we we all know we all know the T and G theme, and you hear that, and you think, oh my god, that could have that could have been the theme. Um, just doesn't quite sound right. Uh, and the last piece of music we have is from a classic episode that everyone's going to recognise. It's from the Best of Both Worlds. Now, this was one of the last scores that Ron did because obviously he was he was sacked not far into season four. Um, just think, I mean, if, if Rick Berman had decided to get rid of him sooner, we'd never have had this this music. And, and for my mind, this is probably what, one of the best musically scored TNG episodes. The music just accurately portrays the, the sense of doom that, that of the Borg approaching. Uh, I love it. Should we uh, give that a listen?
and the last sort of fifteen seconds or so are just so. Um, I, I just love those bits. It's uh, you know, yeah. tell Starfleet we have engaged the Borg. And yeah, I, I can just, I can, ju- I can just see that that last sort of fifteen seconds or so, absolutely brilliant. But the clip I've chosen is from, without a doubt, probably it, it'll be in most people's top five episodes of DS9, I think, and it's from the Visitor, and it's a piece of music called Rainy Night. Let's give it a listen. Brilliant, and so such a very emotional piece of music, and you know we, we are actually going to be reviewing this uh, episode in the next couple of hours. It's yeah, you know, a, a, a fan favourite for for definite. Yeah, without a doubt. Again, Enterprise, written by the same group of guys, McCarthy, Chataway. They've got a lot more composers in. Um, in fact, in total, they used uh, nine different composers uh, over the series run. Uh, but the bit we're going to choose is from the pilot, because it's one of the only ones that's been released. And it's actually called Archer's Theme, and you'd recognise it as what eventually became the closing credits music. So, Mark? Yep, give it a go. Again, a very nice bit of music. That I, yeah, I, I, do, I, I do like the music in Enterprise. Yeah, I, I say there's some excellent episodes. Um, the, the Borg episodes have got some excellent music in it as well. I, I think in general, the music in Enterprise is quite a bit more contemporary in some 
some ways as well, because obviously it's set closer to our own time. So, I mean, like in that piece, there was a, a guitar used. You'd never have had that in Next Generation. No. This new section has been inspired by a, a very, very popular section from the Podathon, and that is the music of Star Trek. And there is no man better to talk about the music of Star Trek than our good friend and family member, Matt Warwick. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm very well, thank you. How are you, mate? Um, not so bad. Not so bad at all. So, this week we have a, a lovely little bit of music. So, shall we uh, talk a little bit little bit about that before we uh, introduce the music clip? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. Um, obviously, those of you who heard the Podathon know that I'm a big fan of the music of Jerry Goldsmith. So, As I thought the... Uh, yeah, the music from the motion picture is fantastic, and so because it's by Jerry Goldsmith, it is amongst the best Star Trek music you can hear. Yeah, so um, the good thing about this, I mean, we know the, I know the motion picture obviously gets a bad reputation for having lots of just boring shots of the Enterprise flying through space. I like. But them. the good thing, yeah, exactly. But the good thing about it is that it gives Jerry Goldsmith's music a chance to shine. Yeah. You know, they they gave him a five minute clip of the Enterprise in in, in base dock and said, "There you go, write some music for that, and then we can listen to it for five minutes." So I was like, "Okay, great, no problem." So yeah, the piece of music we're going to hear today is uh, "Leaving Dry Dock." Now that's the piece we hear um, as um, Kirk orders the ship to leave Dry Dock for the first time, and Sulu um, orders the Enterprise to fly out. The music that's heard in this basically comprises the normal. Star Trek theme. Yeah. Goldsmith tended to use that theme whenever we saw the Enterprise on screen. Mm-hmm. In fact, he called it his Enterprise theme. Yeah. So, yeah, and when you watch the film, you hear that music, you see the Enterprise in your mind. Well, I do at least. I don't know about, about I, you. I, I always do. It, it it just brings, you know, there, there are certain bits of music in Star Trek and there's some there's some bits from this movie um, where whenever I hear that, I can just visualise the scene and there are yeah. bits from The Wrath of Khan, you know, that iconic music. I just see yeah. the scenes in my head, and the same again from First Contact, uh, you know, another Jerry Goldsmith movie. And whenever I hear the music, I just see the scenes in my head. So it it just matches it perfectly, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I'm a huge like you. I'm a huge Jerry Goldsmith fan, so yeah, I absolutely loved his music. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a fan of movie music generally, but Goldsmith is one of my favourite composers. And one of the reasons I do like movie music is because it helped it makes me relive those moments without Definitely. having to watch the, the whole film. That That's one of the things, that, you know, for me. So, so yeah, this piece, as I use, is his Enterprise theme. Um, and, yeah, let's have a listen to it now. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you. 
beautiful piece of music there. Absolutely love that. It's just it's it's just iconic, isn't it? It's just one of those one of those themes you hear, and it just like like we said earlier, it just brings that scene into your head, and you can just really see. I I, I can see the Enterprise. I can just feel it. It's just I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and obviously it's a very popular piece of music as well because they obviously decided to go with that for the theme of TNG as well. So Indeed. I mean, that that was obviously for me. That's the first time I heard it. I presume it's the same for you as well. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd heard yeah. that. Um, uh, when did I? I saw the motion picture actually when I was quite young. So it came out in '79. I didn't see it then. I probably saw it. I think it was on TV. Probably about. I'm guessing probably around about 1983 or so. Um, so I, w- I would have seen it then. I was quite young at the time, so I would have been around about eight or nine. But I obviously I heard that music, and mm. you know we we did talk about this on the podathon. It's the same music, but it's just m- much more orchestral um, yeah. than they you know they had the opportunity to do when they recorded TNG. But it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely love that piece of music. Yeah, it's it's good that you c- you can hear the difference between the TNG theme and that yeah. in that the, the you can see the budget difference, just the the effect yes, of so. having a movie budget and being able to hire a, a full audience uh, and of co- orchestra. Yeah, and of course when uh, when the motion picture came out, it was the most expensive movie ever made at that point in time. Yeah, it? it was something like it was about sixty seventy million dollars. Uh, it was a lot. I it mean, I hell in, of a lot inflation, in inflation, I don't know what that would work out to be today. It was an obscene amount of money at the time. It was absolutely a ludicrous amount of money. And a lot of people do knock the motion picture. And it is, it's maybe a little bit too long in places, but I really like it. And a lot of people criticise the uniforms as well, but I quite like them. I at like least, the, um, the, Ad- the Admiral's uniform. Yeah, we were talking about this at Star Trek London because yeah. there was that guy walking around with the uh, Admiral's uniform on and everyone was commenting on how good it was. Yeah, I had my photo taken with him actually because I was, I was in a queue for a photo shoot and he, there were several people in uniform and he wanted a, a picture taken. So um, that guy's got a photo of him with me stood next to him in my uh, first contact uniform. <laughs> cool. I, I did really enjoy that. Yeah. But a beautiful piece of music. Absolutely love that, Matt. So uh, thank you for that. No problem. And now I think we're going to have a little bit of a return to the old days because although we're not doing Stump the Quizmaster anymore, Matt has uh, decided to resurrect the audio quiz clip. Yes. So should we? Um, so for anyone who hasn't listened before, what we do, uh, Matt will give me a piece of music from a TNG episode. It is TNG still, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, and it's only seasons one to four. It's only seasons one to four. So Matt will give me a small music clip, and I have to guess which episode it comes from. So Matt, do your worst. Let's listen to this week's clip. I know that one. I do. Okay. Obviously, from a very dark episode. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a Borg attack happening. But, Absolutely. You know. 
you know, there's there's like explosions and people being yep. killed everywhere. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I do know that. I've heard it before, as I always say. I've definitely heard it. Yeah. Of course I have, because I've seen TNG loads of times. Right, so obviously a very light-hearted episode. And I suspect that's something... Uh, is that right towards one of the, the happy little sign-offs they do? Right. That, for me, mm-hmm. would put it in a fairly early season, because the earlier seasons did have tend to have that light-hearted music, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, they did tend to tone it down after season, at the end of season two a little bit. Yeah, they did. So, well, I've got a, I've got a theory on this one. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a slightly humorous bit in an episode, so this is a little bit random, but I'm going to go for it because... Right, I'm going to go for season one episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go for. Am I going to go for this one or not? You have that idea in your head, and then you suddenly doubt yourself. But I'm gonna. Am I going to go for this or am I not? Oh, Matt. <laughs> Isn't there the right time for me to go? Stump, 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 Christmas Day. Ooh, it could be. Um. Can we have a bit from the Royale? Because I know that one. I got that one before. Oh, that's all the same, though. I know. Right. This is random, and it's probably okay. wrong, but I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for the neutral zone from season one. There were, okay. There were a few amusing bits in there. It, I like that episode. There's a few... It's it's the first episode where we get to see the, the new Romulan D-Deridex warbirds, which are awesome. I love those shit. Yeah. And there's some serious bits and there's some funny bits. I'm going to go for the neutral zone. Okay, Mark says the neutral zone. Let's see if he's right. Thank you, Jean-Luc. You were most convincing. You certainly convinced me. I am truly grateful, Mrs. Troy, that you risked your life to save my people. I'll have you home in a few hours. No, 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 no. That won't be necessary. I'd just love to hear more of your poetry. Uh Uh-huh. Perhaps another time. Please. Mr. Crusher, set course for Beta Z. Warp 9. Come. Damn it. When I'm hit- sorry, Mark. As soon as you know, you you played this to me, obviously, Matt, when we were recording this, and pretty soon in, I was like, "Damn it, it's Menage a Troy, isn't it?" From season three. Yeah, I got a lot of swearing through my Skype. I don't know if it was a technical malfunction or. I like that episode. A lot of people don't like Luxana Troy, but I think she's great. I mean, I, I'm no, a, she's... I'm a big fan of Major Barrett in general, but I thought she was great as um as uh, Luxana Troy. And that's a fun, no. the fun silly episode with some, you know, the original silly comedic Ferengis in. So yeah. Oh dear. So I'm one down, Matt. Yeah, actually, let me uh, update the scoreboard. Where are we at the moment? We are not on nine nil all now, Mark. No, I think this is a new scoreboard. Oh, okay. But I'm still one nil down, so you're still. <laughs> oh, let me just. Uh... Okay, so you, you, you ended the previous section 9-8 up then. 
Oh, okay. I won the last. So you actually won by one. So I'm a winner. So that means I wear in. It's a draw then. <laughs> on this one. No, we'll start. We'll start again with this. We'll one. start fresh. Okay. We'll start fresh. So I'm I'm one nil down. Okay. Now, next generation for me is it's got a special place in my heart as far as the whole Star Trek music goes. In fact, the first soundtrack album I ever bought was a Next Generation album. Oh, I wow. remember it clearly. I was walking through HMV with my parents. I must have been about 15 or 16 years old, and I saw a Star Trek CD. I, I, at the time, I didn't know you could get things like that, um, and I saw it, and it was um, Yesterday's Enterprise, Unification, and Hollow Pursuits. Okay, so yeah. I, I taught my mum into buying that for me, and uh, I pretty much had it on repeat for the next month <laughs> portable CD player. You know, but um, yeah, uh, the composer we're going to hear today is a guy called Ron Jones. Now, I did talk yeah. about this guy on the Polython. He yeah. was the guy who got sacked because Rick Berman basically didn't like the music he was writing. Uh, it was too flamboyant. Uh, Ron had an interesting um, musical background, actually, before he did Next Gen. He's also written music for Disney cartoons. He did DuckTales and Chip oh, and Dale Rescue oh. Rangers as well. Ch- 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 Chip and Dale. Yeah, Rescue I don't know if you wrote Rangers. the theme, but I know he did a lot of the music for the, the episodes. Oh, right. And he actually, recently, he does the music for Family Guy. In oh, yeah. fact, yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane actually got him to write the music for the um, episode where Stewie kills Lois uh, in asking him specifically to say, can you reference the stuff you used in Best of Both Worlds? Right. So that's something we're going to hear today. So it's from part two. Um, Ron also wrote the score for part one and Q Who as well. So basically up to this point, all the Borg-themed music we'd heard yeah. was written by him. Um, something to listen out to when you do hear this is you'll notice that the music does tend to change tempo quite drastically. That's what a good example of how the action that is on the screen has to uh, affect the music that he's writing. He's got to make sure it all matches up. Yeah. So there'll be certain points where you'll, you'll hear and you'll know that that's when there's a scene change taking place. So I think it's about time we have a listen to that then, Mark. Yep, let's give it a go. Then take your best shot, Lacutus, because we're about to intervene.
brilliant piece of music and it's just it i can just see every scene in your head and you're right when i was listening to it though as it changes pace i'm i'm imagining what's happening in in each scene and you know there's bits where it's like scramble code rico one and uh that's it yeah Yeah. and uh beta and things like that yeah yeah what i find the most distinctive is the bit about halfway through where um it's the bit where um Wharf and Data are taking off yeah. in the shuttle. Yeah. That's the bit that always sticks in my mind. But yeah, uh, yeah it's fantastic piece of music, and another, it's just another example of why Ron Jones is my favourite next gen composer. Uh, it's good, and it's a, it's a real shame, I guess, that you know Rick Berman obviously, as you said, took a, a disliking to him and decided to uh, to get rid of him. Because yeah, I mean, I, I love that piece of music. I like the music. Mm. I thought the music in Key Who was fantastic, and it had some real, you know, some really good pieces in there. So a real shame. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to Michael Clark. Uh, he suggested this this next piece. Um, okay. I put a thread on the forum before Christmas asking for some suggestions, and uh, Mike came up with this one. It's the main title theme from Star Trek V, okay. uh, called The Mountain. Yeah. Now, we know Star Trek V, not a great movie. But the music's um, pretty good. It's good. They, it was Jerry Goldsmith's return to the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, the score so is pretty he, good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the score is quite as good as the motion picture. Um, the main thing we're going to hear, um, he obviously made a few changes to it based on how it was in the motion picture. It's a bit punchier. Um, some parts of it I'm not sure about, like the strings are a bit too intense for my liking, maybe. Um, but you'll you'll see what you, uh, I mean when you when you hear it. Um, the main part of the music, however, though, after we hear the Star Trek Goldsmith theme, is a completely new composition that we hear when Kirk is climbing the mountain. It's quite uh, serene, yeah. peaceful. Um, it's Goldsmith called it his friendship theme. It's used a couple of times in the movie when we see Kirk, Spock and McCoy together. Yeah. So where they're camping and at the end of the movie where they're discussing the existence of God. Um, so it, you hear it a few times in the film, but the intro music is the, the best chance to hear it because it's it's longest and it's um, a clean version, if you like. Cool. So let's have a listen to that now. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, a great another great piece of music there. Now, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the few redeeming features of Star Trek V was the music. Which yeah. was actually pretty. I think I'd agree. I I think I probably did prefer the motion picture, but and it's not Jerry Goldsmith's best, but it's still great, still great. And I actually I do actually quite like the opening scenes of Star Trek V as much as I hate the rest of the movie. That opening scene with that music and he's climbing up the mountain. I think that's a really nice, a really nice bit. It just goes down a hill rather rapidly from there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, Bones talking to himself always worries me a bit when I see that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a different pace to the to kind of music we've played over the last couple of weeks where they've been a bit more like action oriented. This is a bit more emotional, a bit more sedate. And, uh, but it fits the mood of that scene and it, it's a good, piece of music that he well it's a good thing that he wrote to convey the friendship between those three people mm. um they're, they're good friends they're, they're spending time with each other and it's very emotional moments in there and uh yeah i really really enjoy it no capture i think it captures the mood very well yeah, extremely well okay then thank you for that matt so it's that time again isn't it let's see how i uh, do this week shall we yeah let's give it a go Okay then, so this one, this one, this one. It's like a, almost like a chase scene or something like that. You see where I'm going with that? That's what music. Yeah, yeah. an action type thing. Yeah, but not like a battle or anything like that. No, 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 no. And um, there were a few little bits, are very reminiscent of, of uh, Who Watches the Watchers. Just some little bits in there. Um, did the same person who wrote the music for Who Watches the Watchers write this? <coughs> not, that, not, oh, not that that's a clue. Yes. No, it won't help you at all, but yeah, yes, it was the same person. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, it was Ron Jones again. Yeah. I was thinking Heart of Glory. From season... Uh, season one. Yeah. yeah. With the Klingons. Or something like that. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to go for that. I'm really not sure about this one. I know I'll kick myself. Um when I hear this but I'm going to go for Heart of Glory okay Mark says Heart of Glory let's see what the answer is intruder alert deck 12 another subspace reflection dimensional shift sir Go to red alert. Sound general quarters. Security engineers! 
It is the high ground. Oh, the high ground. Yeah, interesting episode that because <clears throat> it wasn't shown on the BBC. That's right, because of the IRA reference. There was an IRA attack um, about a week or two before, and they didn't actually show this episode on BBC Two, so it was years later before I actually saw this episode. Yeah, same here. It was the late 90s before I I saw it. Yeah, it was probably around about the same time for me, and it was like, for me, it was like the the lost, you know, the mysterious uh, lost episode. In fact, it might not have been until I bought the TNG DVDs in uh, the early 2000s, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, I think I, I... I don't know where I'd see that. I think it was on, it was on Sky or something like that when I first saw it. And it's like, oh wow, wow, I've never seen that one. You know, the the, the lost episode is um, as yeah. if for those of us who didn't know Sky and you know grew up watching TNG on on BBC Two, it was uh, it was a real treat. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I haven't actually seen it that many times, so that might account for the fact that yet again I am useless. You're not useless, Mark. You just not frequently misquit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's that time of the week where Matt tingles our earbuds with uh, musical pleasure. So what have you got in store for us, Matt? Well, Wayne, um, you'll be pleased to know that this week's sound clip is from These Are The Voyages. Uh, It it depends how good the musical clip is. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I did choose this before we started uh, chatting, but I did know it was going to be a crossover show so I tried to pick a piece of music that was to do with a crossover episode so this is this is what I came up with now um, this uh, was written by Dennis McCarthy now as I said earlier I've been a bit vocal about you know how boring his music is this is actually quite a good piece it's the piece right from the very end of the episode um, mm-hmm. it's the last piece of Star Trek music we basically hear until um, ne- um, the new JJ film came out um, Dennis obviously wrote the music for Encounter at Farpoint as well, so he's effectively bookended both ends of the modern era of Star Trek, if you, if you like. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's good homages to the past in this. You'll hear like a section of the original series theme and the TNG theme, as well as uh, what are Jonathan Archer's theme as well uh, towards the end, because it's the bit where you know where you see the different uh, generations of Enterprise flying away. Um, and the voiceover of, um, you know, yeah. Space of Modern Frontier, which um, Jonathan Archer ends up closing. So that's the background to the piece. Let's have a listen to it.
is an absolutely beautiful piece. As much as as much as I might rag on the episode, uh, I uh, that piece brought goosebumps to the back of my neck. I absolutely love it because you you can visualise the uh, ending sequence where you start from, because you also can you can hear it where they get the tones of the TNG and then original series. Yeah pieces and mix it in with the uh uh enterprise style of music it's I, very rare you get that i mean there's, there's a couple of examples i mean there's an example in ds9 where you in the pilot where you see the enterprise and you hear a little bit of it um but generally they don't like cross the music over between the franchises mm-hmm. yeah no it, it's very rare that they do do that and i think he actually done a pretty good job of it yeah, because he stated, did he do much uh, much other work on Enterprise? Uh, yeah, he was one of the primary, uh, pretty much from when he started Next Gen, he was one of the primary uh, Star Trek composers. So he was working on the franchise for over twenty years. No, just just shy of twenty years. I think it, it, that piece works fantastically. It really does. What have you got in store for us this week? Well, I've gone uh, gone for something a bit different this week. Uh, I'll tell you a bit of, uh, about the composer, and then I'll let you know what what episode it's from. Um, this is a piece of music by uh, someone we haven't heard before in these sections. It's by a guy called David Bell. And he joined the composing st- uh, team in Season 3 of DS9 and ended up uh, doing lots of episodes for DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. Um, it's got a bit of a varied a repertoire, actually. In addition to Star Trek, he also did music for Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, Murder, She Wrote, and SpongeBob SquarePants, for some reason. Okay, well, I can tick two of them off as being shows <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I used to regularly uh, watch. SpongeBob not being one. I've got to admit, it's not in my list of things I've ever watched either. So. <laughs> Though, absolutely love Dr. Quinn. I, uh, I, you're I'm, forced to watch that, aren't you, by the uh, the other half, if I remember correctly. I am, but I've really grown to love it. I, I've got such a thing for Jane Seymour now. It, it, it makes me even like, go back and watch the original Battlestar. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, so the the track we've got is from the episode Bride of Chaotica. So um, it's basically a complete... Uh, like um, tribute to the serials, sci-fi serials music in the, the 1940s. So you'll hear that when you uh, when you hear the tune. So if you're okay. both ready, we'll give that a go.
That is probably one of the least Star Trek pieces that you've ever played us, Matt. Yeah, it is. As I say, I like the the whole Book of Rogers, Flash Gordon, 1940s, um, you know, vibe to it. No, it, oh no, it's absolutely brilliant. It does take you straight back to that uh, sort of uh, period piece. Was, was you a fan of uh, Bride of Chaos, Sam? I love Bride of Chaotica. I thought that was. I think all Star Trek episodes need that kind of fun episode, don't they? Um, uh, especially in the holodeck. But I think it actually had a really nice story in it about first contact situations and challenged our perception of life life forms. So yeah, brilliant episode. And I think the uh, the the episode is almost built like an almost cult status within. Uh, the, uh, within fandom. Yeah, Captain Proton, we all love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? You know, this had a little bit of trivia. In the uh, Enterprise episode Cogenitor, where I think it's Trip is looking at a list of uh, movies on the Enterprise database, Bride of Catacor is actually listed as one of the movies they can watch. Really? <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. But, uh, I, I can't be the only person. It is, but I can't be the only person when listening to that music who just wants to start going, Arachnia, yes. my queen. I want to speak in grandiose language. <laughs> Prepare the lightning shield. Activate <laughs> the death ray. Actually, they do mention um, Captain Proton in one of the books. I think it's um, the Star Trek Destiny series. I think they refer to it as well, actually. I don't I haven't okay. read many of the books. No, I haven't really. It's a good, it's a good little mini series that one, though. Yeah, no, I've uh, heard the book reviews uh, from one of our other pods. Oh, really? Yeah, it sounds like a great read. It's really good, and I, I, I'm not huge on books, on Star Trek books, but no, that one's really good. But I, sorry, I move, I change the subject. <laughs> no, that's cool, but. I think that's a, a brilliant piece to uh, show them at because it is just such a fun piece. Yeah. Where, which where else in the episode does that play? I'm just trying to. Um, some of it is the beginning. The actual um, part of it is called Begin Chapter 18. So it's uh, some of it is right at the beginning when Tom and Harry are just you know playing it uh, okay. as normal, and then uh, I believe some of it is um, when. Um, Jane Way goes into the the um, the holodeck as um, Arachnia. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I thought it might be that end bit. So it's yeah, it's it's taken from it's actually a suite from the whole episode, so it's taken from lots of little bits and pieces. Uh, so so uh, Sam, uh, Matt yeah. does sometimes have a bit of a, a challenge, though I refuse to do it by myself because I'm absolutely pants. It's gonna be hard. So, since you're here, uh, Matt would like to uh, just show how thick we both are. Let's face the music. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Go on then, Matt. Right, for anyone who wants to play along uh, while they're listening, this is a piece of music from one of the first four seasons of Next Gen. And, uh, yeah, you just got to figure out what episode it is. So, here we go. Okay.
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Name oh. that episode. Oh my god, I've got like ten episodes in my head right now. I know. At the moment, I'm assuming it's something dramatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sensing danger, is what Troy would say. I'm thinking source of separation. Like evacuating the ship, maybe. Maybe. Oh, that's the thing. I was. It's got that sort of feel to it. It's got that sort of feel to it. Or just maybe general. I, I was thinking more of a normal battle sequence. Oh, what about crystalline entity? That was the other thing that came to my mind. I don't think it fits with that. But no? we're, we're both entitled to our own guesses. So if, if you did feel yeah. so in, inclined. <laughs> If you want, if you want a clue, I'll give you. I can give you a clue. Is it season one? It's season two. Oh, that was gonna be, that was gonna be my next guess. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just? That's go as much as you get in order. Oh wait a minute! Is it? Is it the Moriarty one? You think? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know, but I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really enjoying. Just name an episode at random. <laughs> Okay, let's just take punts. <laughs> what do you want to go with, Sam? I'm going to go with elementary deer data because, you know, why not? <laughs> okay, and I'll go with contagion. Okay, right. Um, shall I put you out your misery? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. Okay, here's, here's the answer. I'm the photon torpedo, Mr. Ward. Hold for my orders. There! It's uncloaking. Our shields are weakening. One that will return fire. Transmitting. They've armed another full spread, sir. Fire torpedoes. Oh, that was too easy. It was where silence has least. <laughs> where the fake Romulan ship uh, attacks them. Yeah. See, it's easy well, when you know the answer. I know now, it's like so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good game, though, yeah. I like that. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the whole Romulan thing, um, the guy who composed this, Ron Jones, did a few of Romulan episodes and he used that sort of same theme for every single one oh, he yeah. did. So um, there's a few more of those um, coming up at some point. So, Wayne, you'll, you better remember that tune <laughs> in your head. So you'll, when you hear it, you'll go, oh, yeah, that's a Romulan episode. And then you'll have to spend five minutes figuring out which particular Romulan episode it is. Beforehand, I'm going to study a list of Romulan episodes. That's <laughs> something I've never really sort of taken on board. You know, you, you know, you know what, what colours you'd associate with Romulans. You know what sort of clothing and hairstyle. But the music, I've never really given that... Much thought. I wonder if it's sort of it's, that's something, something new to look out for anyway, which is what I quite like about after so many years of watching Star Trek that you can still find something new that you haven't quite sort of taken in before. Oh yeah. Yeah, it generally only happens in the first two or three seasons though, because after that point when Rick Berman, as I've said before, got his little mitts on things, um, he the composers didn't really do that. He didn't like them carrying over themes. It not only 
between episodes, but in the same episode. And that's why I say the music after season four becomes very samey because you can't, you can't tie it down to a specific scene or a specific race or anything like that. Sometimes you'll get little, tiny little snippets of it, but as a whole, um, there's not really much, much of that going on after the, um, after the first half of season four. Learnt thank you, yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's it, trackmate. Uh, aims to inform. Yeah. Well, Matt does anyway. listeners will know what comes next and i understand you're feeling a bit brave this week mate yeah why not why not i think i think every week should have a how thick is wayne game so <laughs> well I, I think by playing this you won't be the only person who doesn't doesn't get it so if you don't get it you might do we don't know <laughs> we don't know we don't know Let, let's see how sharp my hearing is It's got that almost like a, an almost epic sort of feel, similar to Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, it's written by the same guy, um, Dennis McCarthy, who did Encounter at Farpoint. In fact, the bit at the end is the bit he is what he used. You know, when he, you know, the alternative opening theme that I played at the Podathon that oh, night. Oh yeah. Um, that's the same melody. He he reused that quite a bit, even though they didn't use that theme as the next gen theme. He reused it in a lot of his early episodes. It almost feels like it should be used as a reveal for, like, the Enterprise, if that makes any sense. But then we already know what the Enterprise looks like. So if, unless would it be used at the beginning of the season? But then I'm sure the child's soundtrack didn't sound like that because the child had very weird sort of sounds to it, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was an odd, an odd episode. Um, it's, it's not going to be one of the weird episodes, and it's definitely not going to be something like Q Who because that's that's a very distinct soundtrack as well. Part of me thinks that it might be the child. Okay, I'm going to go for the child. Okay, Wayne says the child. Is that your final answer? I haven't got. A clue so yes okay the answer's coming up the this is chopped halfway through because the actual first half of the 
clip is actually played in its entirety in the episode and you can hear it without anything over the top of. So this is just the end. So let's see if Wayne's got it right. Repulse shuttle has cleared docking bay three. Hailing frequencies? Hailing frequencies open. Repulse, this is the Enterprise. We are getting underway. Acknowledged, Enterprise. Yeah, it is the beginning of The Child. Oh, thank God, common sense prevailed. <laughs> it was like a, a fanfare, I think, to welcome people back to the, for the second season of the show. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought it sounded like. It should be like an opener. I, I'm so relieved. I mean, actually not completely think, mate. No, I just, I just need a handicap, that's all. You're obviously far too kind this week, Matt. Uh, so, have you got a uh, quiz for us this week, Matt? I have indeed. Uh, I don't know if Jill's familiar with the ins and outs of the quiz section. Uh, I have briefed her, but for any listeners that are just joining us. So what this is, is uh, this is a piece of music from early TNG, so one of the first four seasons. And it's just a simple case of listening to the clip and seeing if you can name the episodes. So are you both prepared? Oh, lordy. (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. Okay, so <sighs> that sounded very much like not Star Trek for a bit. Until <laughs> it went into that that bit, the star. It could have been Cagney and Lacey or something. It was uh, very. Uh, I would go that it was an an early season, like season one or possibly two. Where am I completely out? I'm getting. I, I'm, getting I'm thinking more eight. of a season t- two feel. Mm, I think it's that that first bit just screamed eighties at me. <laughs> um, mm. But to narrow that down, lordy, um, I'd have to pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you want to go away and watch all of the seasons one, two, and three, yeah, four yeah, episodes, and then come me, back and give me an answer, yeah, yeah, if you give if you me want. that, that'd be great. Because <laughs> I have actually just got the box set behind me. Well, um, well, it's definitely an episode where they say Captain. Wow, oh, that narrows it oh, down yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. It's it's got more of a darker feel, like some 
something similar along the lines of conspiracy. That's the sort of feel that <laughs> I. Ooh. <laughs> that, that I'm. That's the sort of feel that I'm getting. It's not like you. For me, it sounds more darker than. There was definitely an element of, uh, you know, like where they're approaching something, and they don't know what it is. But that could have been any episode. Oh, you were. Because <laughs> they were explorers. That's just like, it's definitely the episode where they find something. Yeah, 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 and it's it's undiscovered. They, they, they were probably in space. I think there was. A, I think they might have been in a spaceship as well. Um. <laughs> Um, well, we're now. I think we're doing well on narrowing it down. That's it. We've got it down to about yeah. like a hundred episodes. Um, if I could even recall episode titles, that would have helped me a lot. Um, but bad, bad. Yeah, is it season two? <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the season. It probably won't help you. Oh, it will. It's season four. <laughs> Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> so, we were into the 90s when that music happened. Uh, 91, I think. That, that is shocking. <laughs> it really sounded 80s to me. It was like I was watching one of those 80s cop shows. <laughs> um, wow, 91. Okay, um, I'm getting, I'm getting a feeling, it, that's the thing, I still think it's something that's slightly off-kilter from your bog-standard episode. I, for some reason, I'm thinking that. It is a unique episode. I'm going to... give you that. You're going to take a stab. I'm going to take a punt at Devil's Due. Okay. With uh, Ardra. Yeah. Do you want to make a guess as well, I, Jill? I, or do you want to go with that? I'm rapidly looking at episode titles for season four <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna i'm i'm going to say that i reckon it's um a uh, uh, night terrors oh that's a that's yeah that's a very uh dark and uh yeah episode that is yeah. a good episode yeah. i quite like it um you're both wrong. I'll tell you oh, that. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a bit of a, a little hint now then, Wayne. Um, something we discussed probably two or three music segments ago, where I, uh, Sam uh, from the Trekkie Girls was on. And okay. um, we were talking about a recurring theme for a certain species, and I said I'd be bringing it up again. Can you remember what that was? Yes, I can, and I'm not going to tell Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, th- that uh, theme was Romulans. Yeah, so knowing that, does that make you change your answer? Okay, so it's a Romulan episode. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just trying to think what... Um, I'm just trying to think if the episode... What's the name of the episode where the um, Enterprise is stuck in, like, uh, where like the Romulan ships, uh, like 
uh, artificial black hole causes everything to slow down. That might not even be this this season. Uh, are, you, are you thinking timescape or? Not? Yeah. Yeah, that's season six. That is. Oh, okay. Of course, it's season six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. What are you? Oh. <laughs> you call yourself a trekkie, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I call myself a, a, a many things. Doesn't mean I have to prove it. <laughs> oh dear, because we all know that's why uh, I ended up putting the uh, trek off back on the shelf because it turned into the how thick is Wayne game. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna hazard a second guess then at yep. the mind's eye. Uh, oh yeah, okay. That's a good episode. That's the with Geordie and the um, when they um, reprogram him to be a, a murderer. That's the, that's that one, isn't it? It is. Though there is another Romulan episode that Jill will probably has to guess at. Yeah, I'm desperately trying to remember which ones are Romulan episodes. I'm okay. I'm good. Um. Um. Oh God, I need to. Watch season four a bit more. Ding. Nah, I'm I can't remember which one of these is. Mind's Eye was the one I was going to say, but you've taken my answer now. Okay, I'll go for the <laughs> drum head. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Wayne's gone. <laughs> drum head. Jill's going. Mind's Eye. Mind's yeah. Eye. Yeah. Okay, those are your final answers. I'll play the clip, and then we'll see who's right. Captain, I am detecting a ship in the neutral zone. Configuration? Romulan Warbird. Yellow alert. Hail the Warbird, Mr. Wolf. Aye, sir. They are responding. Text only. We are to proceed to the agreed coordinates. Set course. Zero, three, seven, mark, zero, zero, five, warp four. Take us into the neutral zone, Ensign. Captain, the warbird is holding position. In three minutes, we will be within phaser range. Red alert. I trust my crew, Ambassador. They will take no provocative action unless I order them. You were both wrong. It was Data's Day. <laughs> Data's Day. <laughs> oh. Okay. Where they rendezvousing with the Romulan ship. Mm. That's the thing. We tried to cover every base, but failed miserably. It just rubbish. <laughs> but it was a valiant effort. A valiant effort, and you had us over a barrel once again, Matt. I am now going to watch every episode of TNG before I do this again. The Trekmate Podcast, part of the Trekmate family. Write to us today at 
Trekmate at trekmatefamily.com and beam on over to the website at trekmatefamily.com. That's trekmatefamily.com. Worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? 